We purchased another home here in Charlotte, rented that one out, started to finish. That was a full Airbnb investment property. And then it did well, just so on and so on. We went to the mountains because we were like, hey, that's the dream is to have homes that are all over the place that you can visit and stay at. And it feels good looking back, you know, my husband and myself create something that I was able to walk away from a career from. You got one life to live. So be happy. I know that's easier said than done sometimes, but you make your decisions. You choose how you want to react to situations. And that's just kind of how I live. For some of the most pivotal years of my life, tears were tucked back and hidden behind a masquerade of being tough. Being a warrior, someone who could hustle, work hard, and get things done. But it wasn't until I started to get more in tune with who I really am that things took off in my business. Welcome to I Might Cry, a podcast exploring how heart, mind, body, and spirit are all deeply woven into the way we do business. With guest interviews from experts in business strategy, therapy, emotional intelligence, the human body, and so much more. I'm your host, Elizabeth Marks of Almond Leaf Studios. I've been capturing luxury weddings around the globe for decades and now have the privilege of educating others on how to build and grow profitable business doing what they love. I'm on a journey of self-discovery, of becoming more of the uniquely beautiful, messy, and complex human that I was created to be. And I want to invite you to do the same. Join me on this adventure of uncovering the walls we've built that keep us stuck in patterns of limitation so that we can journey into living life with arms and hearts wide open. Let's venture into this together. Today's episode is with Alyssa of The Southern Host. She is a very successful Airbnb host and owner of many, many properties. They're just absolutely gorgeous. I don't even know how I found you, Alyssa, or how long I've been following you, but it's been a while and it's been super fun to like watch your journey grow. I think I first fell in love with the treehouse, which I think is probably what a lot of people first see and then have just watched you like expand and grow. It's been super fun to follow your journey. So thanks so much for being on here today. I'm excited to have a conversation and shed some light on passive income opportunities and other ways that we can kind of think outside the box with business. So thanks for being on. No, thank you so much for having me. This is definitely my first podcast. So I'm excited and I'm ready to jump into it. I know. And I followed you for such a long time because it was funny when you reached out. I was like, Brian, this is who I wanted to shoot our wedding. Like originally. Oh my gosh. (laughs) You're so sweet. I had no idea. How cool is that? Like I have loved your footage since obviously that was like five years ago now. Oh, Uh, And so it was definitely an honor because you are extremely talented. On Well, thank you. (laughs) That's so sweet. I feel the same way about you. I'm like, I have like star eyes about what you guys do. I'm like, they're amazing. They just do this incredible job. So that's super sweet. It'll be fun conversation. Tell us a little bit more about how you got into this and what you do, how many properties you have, what that experience has been like how much you love it or don't love it some days. Yeah, it's for sure a love-hate relationship. Yeah. (laughs) But it's so rewarding. So we got started with Airbnb. We had one house. We were moving currently and we didn't want to sell it. So we were like, okay, what are our options? Do we long-term rent? My husband tossed around Airbnb. I, at the time, had no idea how to even pronounce it correctly. I was like, what is that? A B like <laughs> I did not know how to say it. And 
he had stayed in a few, you know, for bachelor parties. It was the new and upcoming thing. Like I just didn't hear of it often. And then I was like, that's kind of weird. Why are you staying in people's houses? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so then he was like, I want to rent ours. Like, let's try it. You know, if it doesn't work out, then we'll long-term rent. And we had a little overlap. So we had about two weeks between our closing and our first rental. So we're like, let's go ahead and get it staged. Let's get it cleaned out. Let's have it ready. And I think we went to Asheville, I believe, for our first trip. And we stayed in my first Airbnb as my house was being Airbnb. <laughs> it was kind of funny. So like two first. I stayed in my first and then my house was that rented that weekend. That's why we went out of town and just kind of fell in love with it right off the bat. Like the communication with guests and hearing like why they're coming into town and I swear I could write a book on all the experiences and just guest interactions and what we've found, what's been damaged, just funny stuff that, you know, Mm -hmm. keeps the day-to-day entertaining. So that's how we got started, just kind of on a whim. It did so well for us and I loved it. I I was able to walk away from my career at the hospital because I was just juggling both of them for about six, seven months and it was getting really hard. So we, you know, sat down, made a decision, like, all right, this is making up for and it's taking up hands-on time we need to do something about this and then we purchased another home here in Charlotte rented that one out start to finish that was a full Airbnb investment property in the same neighborhood and then it did well just so on and so on we went to the mountains because we were like hey that's the dream is to have homes that are all over the place that you can visit and stay at and Someone else plays the mortgage, hopefully, you know, creates that passive income. It kind of grew from there. And then I got my real estate license because we're buying these homes. Let's, let's look at more ways to save money and to create and captivate on all of this. And now we have purchased, sold, renovated, built 14 homes now in total, but we don't own them all currently anymore. Like we've sold some and we use that equity to, you know, purchase new ones. And And that's been in five years? Four. Yeah. Four four years. years. Mm-hmm. crazy 14 homes in four years <laughs> how does that feel to you when you're in the moment it's exciting and it just kind of is like routine like you're going through it and it's it's just what does today bring but looking back like I've really started to focus on that lately and like I'm not one to like fist bump myself <laughs> you know I'm just like this is what I do it's my job I love it but like looking yeah. back I've had to do that a few times just for interviews and meetings and it's like Wow, like 14 homes in four years is pretty incredible. It's amazing. I think you should pause and like throw yourself a party and celebrate like how amazing that is. It's amazing. For a party. And I love champagne. So yeah. pop a bottle. You have it, all the excuse in the world. You should throw a party, have a couple people over, <laughs> celebrate that you've accomplished so much. I actually was listening to, I think it was a book on tape or something the other day. And they were talking about sometimes our dreams get a little stalled. Like when we have accomplished a dream, but we don't take the time to like pause and celebrate that and to honor that dream. So then like fresh vision doesn't come for to keep moving forward because we haven't acknowledged with gratitude what we have done or what has happened. So I think you should throw an all out party and celebrate the hell out of it. Yeah. All right. Have some fun. <laughs> okay. Travel is like my favorite. I love traveling. So maybe I'll book a trip and there you go. Party. Yes. Little family. It feels good looking back. You know, my husband and myself create something that I was able to just walk away from a career from. And I was very kind of 
like just being honest, wishy-washy in the beginning about like what I wanted to do. And now there's no doubt four years later, like this is what my calling was. This is what makes me happy. I love this. Like I found it. And there's a sense of like peace. There's still headaches, but I wake up, I love what I do and it's exciting and I can, I deal with it. I go to bed and I start all over the next day. It's fun. It's definitely real estate, investing, Airbnb, I mean, property management. You get a little bit of interior design where that's like probably my favorite part besides yeah. guest interactions. You're so good at it too. <laughs> yeah. I just have a unique style. Like I see something, I like it. It's a mix of stuff. And I think that, you know, the old and the new, like I don't really have an exact style, but we have two log cabins. We have a beach house. We have a tree house. Like it's, we have a house just in the city, like, and you get to decorate it and swapping out furniture and decor every now and then. Like I love decorating for Christmas. Now I regret taking down seven houses of Christmas. (laughs) It's fun. And it, I'm enjoying decorating all these different styles. Yeah. I love that. I want to pause and just acknowledge too, like there was a moment in your story where you were talking about the choice that you made to kind of dive in or to allow your house to go out. And then you were like, had all these firsts, you know, that moment where like you were leaving your house for the first time, it was being Airbnb for the first time. And you were also going to Airbnb for the first time. So you'd already kind of jumped in and committed to something, but you had never experienced it yourself. And I just want to honor the bravery that was there and (laughs) the bravery of that choice in that moment, but then also the bravery to leave your job. There's so many entrepreneurs that get stuck in this, Like, well, this is working, but it feels too scary to like take that leap of leaving the security of another job, even if you're unhappy in that job. And so I want to just celebrate and honor that, that bravery that that took for you. And maybe it felt courageous and brave in that moment, or maybe it didn't. Maybe you're like, I just knew I had to, I knew I was in that right next step, but I want to acknowledge that. And I want to say like, thank you for doing that because now we all get to benefit from you showing up and living your authentic self and bringing your gift to the world. And so it's a benefit to all of us. So thank you for doing that. And I acknowledge your bravery. Thank you. You're so sweet. You might have me cry at some point in thinking of everything, but you got one life to live. So be happy. I know that's easier said than done sometimes, but if you take it apart, it's not like you make your decisions, you choose how you want to react to situations. And that's just totally kind of how I live. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about financially. Cause I know, and for a lot of people, myself included, like if I was in that state, like of like, Hey, I want to leave my job. I have this other passion, this other career, this other thing I want to do. Maybe it's Airbnb properties. I have a dream of doing that. Maybe it's photography, maybe it's just being an artist, whatever that thing is, but there's some fear there and they're wanting to do it. Then you go into the logical brain where you're like, okay, but financially it doesn't make sense. So I can't do it. And then you can get stuck in that logical. What was that like for you guys? And how financially did all of this play out for you? If you feel comfortable sharing? Yeah. So our situation is a little different. My husband does have a great job in the medical field. So that fear was there because I'm not just going to sit at home. I have always wanted to provide for my family and I didn't go to college. So that's another like very sensitive topic for me. Cause I, I felt five years ago, I had to go to college for 10 years ago to get that achievement and that success in life. And it really, it weighed on me. And so I never felt that I was good at something that I could bring more to the table. You know, I danced for the Charlotte Hornets and I was like, that was so cool. But it, it still wasn't fulfilling. Like 
I think when you're little school is such a, it's just put into your head that you need to have that achievement. And so now people, I'm like, I didn't go to school (laughs) and it's still like very touchy subject, but I'm so proud of that. Like I know where I started. I know where I'm at now, but like the finance side of things, we just had to look at what we were bringing in, be smart, but also like, don't overextend. That logic does play a part because you, like, I was like, okay, I wanted to provide at the time it was just Brian and myself, like for us, like I wanted to bring something to the table financially. And this was making more. You can only give so much to all these buckets. And I was like, I have to dive in a hundred percent, trust my gut, do this. And I see it like, like, let's just do this where that fear was like, okay, this is secure and safe, but I wasn't growing. I was a CNA and I was working on getting my nursing degree. Currently, like we have a little girl and I wanted to be home with her, but also work and provide, you know, whatever it was. I didn't want a nine to five. Totally. David and I do dream of doing this like someday, like having it kind of be another part of our lives. We love to decorate and host. So it's fun for me to like dream about this. So let's get really specific and we can use me as an example. So I would love to purchase a home somewhere in the Asheville area. Asheville has some extra limitations. So that's another thing people would need to be considerate of is you can't legally Airbnb your property if you're within city limits in Asheville, unless it's your primary residence and it's a room in there or it's a basement or some part of your attached house. Now, those laws are always changing. So even by the time the podcast comes out, it could have changed because it feels like they're (laughs) always up for debate in the city. But if I was going to do that, you know, my brain goes to like, okay, should I purchase land and then slowly build and make it a fun thing as I have the money, have the cash flow. Should I invest in a property that I can quickly gut and renovate and start to make some money on quickly and then save that money to do bigger renovations or to purchase another property? Should I just go all in and get some huge loans and huge capital, maybe some investors and on board and purchase like some big, amazing property that I know will just be amazing for people. Like that's where we kind of get stuck is we're like, well, I don't even know where to start. Like, what should we do? How do the finances all work? How long before we start making money? All of those kind of logical questions start to follow. So maybe walk us through what could that look like for somebody like myself to invest in and begin an Airbnb journey? Yeah, no, that actually. I got that. Um, (laughs) So when we started out, and I think it was very smart, we looked for turnkey properties. And then we later grew into buying land and building because the goal is to never pay a mortgage. I mean, Mm -hmm. that's the dream of this. And knock on wood, we've been able to, you know, accept, well, actually I have to take that back because COVID hit, Mm -hmm. you know, those first few months. But that's the goal. You want to have a home where it's minor turnkey stuff. And again, that's preference, but that's where we started and we found amazing success with that because you're able to generate income right there, profits. Will you explain turnkey just in case anybody listening doesn't know? Yeah, so turnkey is just, you turn the key, you decorate, you can do minor stuff like paint the homes. It's ready to go. It's quick, it's done. Let's get everything in the house and get it rented ASAP. Where as far as like the opposite of that is, okay, we have to build or it's a full on renovation and you're tearing walls down, you're doing a bathroom and that turnkey aspect gives you that timeline where you can get the income coming in and then all of a sudden, hey, mortgage is due and all your expenses are covered. Yeah, that's awesome. And then do you guys, from a financial standpoint, do you have all of that 
like a separate bank accounts for each property? How do you section that out financially too? Yeah. So we do have two LLCs currently, you know, rule of thumb, they say like, like kind and having an LLC just, you know, for a business standpoint and the bank accounts and there's all the logistics. That's definitely not my forte, but I understand enough to run ours and start ours, but definitely having those LLCs in place just as a protection standpoint, different bank accounts, because it helps keep everything clean. You know, it's easier to track everything if you do have it separate. I'm interrupting this episode today to let you know about a free live masterclass that I am hosting called Path to Profit. This is my three-step Path to Profit masterclass for wedding photographers who are ready to make more and shoot less. Ready to join? Want to get in? Go to makemoreshootless.com and I will see you there. Now back to the episode. Let's talk a little more about passive income because I think a lot of people would be like, oh, cool. So you just buy a property, you paint it, you decorate it, and then it just makes you money. But I'm guessing that's not all there is to it. Tell us more about the time invested, any areas that maybe you would recommend outsourcing, areas that you found that like this just is helpful to hire help or support. Or if somebody wanted to make income on this idea, how much time they would need to invest initially and then ongoing too. Yeah. So I definitely always recommend for your first one, unless you're dead set and you already own a home, I like to stay within three hours for your very first one, because nobody's going to treat your property like you will. So you need to be able to get there. If You know, you can call handy men, handy women, but I liked having that control. So our first few were within 20 minutes of us. A toilet may break. A lot of time and back work goes into owning property management, Airbnbs, any type of real estate, honestly, because it's a home. And if you don't care for it, stuff will happen. And especially, we like to always say we prefer short-term over long-term rentals. We get that question quite a bit because short-term homes, you're in that house consecutively. Cleaning staff is there. You're there. You're able to see the wear and tear. Whereas long-term rental standpoints, just from house side of things, you may not enter that home, you know, for months at a time. They don't own the house. They don't care. So a water pipe could be leaking under a kitchen sink. That has happened. I know this story (laughs) very well. And all of a sudden it's move out day and you're there and you're like having to replace an entire kitchen floor and cabinets because there's so much water damage that just went a little drip unnoticed. But with short term, there's people in the homes to constantly look at it. And then you have cleaning staff there. Some of our houses turn over three to four times a week and others once a week, at least, you know, or every weekend. So it definitely is a lot of time involved, but it can be very rewarding. I always say that the rewards outweigh the headaches. It depends on what day you ask me that. (laughs) (laughs) Do you guys have a like staff that helps you keep up with cleaning and turning them over too? Not technically a staff. We call it a team because when we first started, cleaning was probably one of the hardest things to find. Still to this day, I feel like I'm very confident, but it took a good three years for me to, Mm. you know, not want to follow up because Airbnb or VRBO, whatever booking site you want to use, they're based off reviews. And that review is linked to my profile. So like, if you just let it go, you're never going to make profits. You're going to get out what you put in. 
So we have a team currently three women. I have one in the mountains that services both our mountain houses, one in Charleston, and then one locally here in Charlotte that helps oversee, you know, inventory, helps me clean. I've done a lot of cleaning myself the first few years and driving back and forth to the mountains to turn over a property without a baby was fine, but now it's just not an option. So I'm really happy with where we're at. It takes a lot of work, but I have great tips and stuff, you know, to make sure you find and that communication is in place right off the get-go that you can kind of relax and step away, but then still be on top of it. Yeah. I love that. I want to pause and acknowledge too, like that life events often change us to shift priorities. You know, I think for so long in my business, I was a solopreneur, like just did everything myself, worked myself crazy insane hours, like had zero boundaries around work and my like personal life and just always was sacrificing things and always feeling like I needed to show up for work instead of carving up time and space to show up for myself or for my friends, for my family. So they always took the short end of the stick. And then for me, it was the same thing. Like having my first baby, everything changed. Like everything started to shift where all of a sudden I was like, I can't. Like physically, I cannot because I don't have physical time to give like I used to because I have a baby that has a lot of needs that need to be met to keep her alive. (laughs) You know, it's like this cannot be sacrificed. You can't just like put this to the side and have it wait for you. Like you have to show up. Yeah. (laughs) And so my business started to take the back burner and then that put me into a scary place as well because then we weren't paying attention financially to that. We were caring so much for our baby. So it just caused this whole shift to start to happen for us of like, how can we outsource? How can we set up systems? How can we automate things? If we're going to keep doing this, like how do we create a business that is not dependent on me physically showing up every single time to exchange time for money? And so I think that's why a lot of people, they're attracted to Airbnb or any kind of passive income. You know, passive income to me could mean for photographers, it can mean print sales where you're automating print sales. You could have a print shop where you travel the world and take beautiful photos and you run some ads to a print shop. There's so many different ways you can do it, you know, and for other people listening too, like it could be so many different ways you're adding passive income, which is essentially just that income that is allowing to continue without you physically having to show up. So what I love about what you're saying in your story is that even though you did do most of it yourself for so long, it wasn't dependent on you. It may have felt like that, but like you had a property that was turning money over. Like you had income coming in from that. You had a business that was happening. And if for some reason you weren't able to be there to physically do it, you could have found somebody. You could have had somebody FaceTime you and tell them what to do. There are other options or other ways. Whereas I think for wedding photographers specifically, it gets terrifying. You know, I used to have nightmares. Like, what if I can't show up to a wedding? Like what's going to happen? Or, and thank goodness, like knock on wood, I've never, I've never not shown up for a wedding in all of these years. I think it's been 17 years now since I shot my first wedding, which is crazy. That's amazing. Congrats. It's wild. Yeah. So yeah, I love thinking about all of that and having conversations about passive income and just how we can kind of add more and just kind of get our wheels turning about how we can structure our life in a way that gives us the freedom that we want and the pleasure that we want to, you know, I, I see and hear in you like so much joy about what you get to do. And I'm thinking back and I'm kind of projecting this onto you. So maybe this wasn't your experience, but when I was in a cubicle working as a graphic designer for a magazine, before I started doing what I do now, I got to a point where like even driving to work, I would like be in tears, just like, I don't want to do this. 
I knew it wasn't right, but I kept sticking it out because I had mapped out a plan to have all of my student loan debt, which is a gift that you don't have that, to be honest. I mean, I look at you with that and I'm like, bravo for you. (laughs) And we can get more into that too. But to have to like make that sacrifice and feel like I was tied to it financially, for me, it was a very scary leap, but it was also like not scary because I just knew intuitively this was the right next step. Like I have to do this. I'm not happy there and I am happy here. And I think in this point in my life, I'm just learning more and more like how much pleasure is just supposed to be a part of our life, like joy and pleasure and gratitude. Like that's what life is all about. So why wouldn't we pursue the things that light us up, that make us happy? Because that's not just giving to yourself and enjoying your own life. It's also permeating everything around you. Can you imagine a world where like everybody was doing the thing that lights them up? Like it would just be so magical. It would be a beautiful world. (laughs) Totally, totally. So I'm just so glad that you are doing that. Can you tell us more about all of the ways that people could contact you? I know that there's lots of ways, opportunities that you're kind of growing into as you expand what you do to be start coaching people, how to start their own Airbnb, how to make this profitable, how to really grow this, what your experience has been. What are some ways that people can kind of get started? What would you recommend with what you guys offer? Yeah. So with us, this was also a challenge for me because I love to always say yes. I'm a yes girl. And I've had to learn no (laughs) and, you know, be okay with it because we had so many people always reaching out and like, Hey, and I just had no time to give and I couldn't commit. But now I'm excited because I was like, I swear, new year, new me. And I wanted to do this for a while, but I just started one-on-one 30 minute classes and just kind of let's talk and let's see, like I have it set up to where you can kind of send me some questions in advance so we can prepare and We don't waste a single minute and we have that all on our Instagram page, like our link in our bio. Of course, as we evolve and as we grow, we're adding new stuff. Like I'm learning new ways, but I mean, it is just us. It's me and Brian and I am definitely the more technical (laughs) computer one in, in our relationship. So we have a website, we have Instagram. There's one person behind that screen or that message and that's responding to everybody. And I take great pride in that, that it's me. Like, I'm not passing you off to somebody else. I don't have an assistant, even though I wish I did some days. But so many people want to know how we've done this, what we're doing, how do we maintain year after year getting higher profits? Like, what have we done? What is our secret sauce? And, you know, I was excited. I'm like, you know what? I want to help people. I want to talk to people. I love it. I enjoy it. Instagram's allowed that. You know, that's kind of the best way to get in touch. And on there, we have everything that we offer as far as classes or one-on-ones. I post a lot of information there. Your reels are always inspiring. I'm always like, maybe I can attempt a reel (laughs) because she makes it look so fun. And so they are, I promise you behind the scenes, I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing, but it works. (laughs) And I feel like a lot of people relate to that, but I do know what I'm doing, but I say that jokingly because I just go for it. Make fun of yourself, have fun and just be relatable. And that's a big thing that I think people are dying to see that. Are you relatable? And you want to come back for more. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you for taking the time to do this. I would just love to end maybe kind of future casting and like helping people have a vision of what's possible. So can you tell us on average, how far out do people need to book yours? Because you guys are amazing at it. 
So you are a super host or have super host status. I don't know how that all works or what the correct language is on that. So super host is just an achievement that you can get. You'll see more bookings. You're rated on the top few pages of the listing when a guest is looking for a place. You get behind the scenes, you know, Airbnb one-on-one kind of customer service. I feel like the wait time, you know, they pick up the phone. They're like, hey, super host. Feels like a VIP. But it's definitely an achievement you want. And that should be your first goal with anything when you're starting with Airbnb is how do I become a super host and how do I achieve it? It's a quarterly thing and you have to keep it. So we've gotten 17 in a row since we've started. Awesome. I'm, like, I'm proud of that. Yes. You need to make that a part of your party. Like have a yeah. big 17 of something. <laughs> yeah. There we go. 17 glasses of champagne. There you go. <laughs> Kidding, not kidding. (laughs) Yeah. I've heard it called this before and I kind of adopted it where they're called expanders. So a lot of times you can't continue to expand beyond the container that you're normally, that you maybe grew up in, your current reality, whatever that container might be. The only way to expand beyond that and to kind of dream bigger or go out further or whatever analogy you want to create with that is to see that it's possible with somebody else. And so I see in you like so much that has just happened and it's happened, yes, with grit and hard work, but also with ease and pleasure and fun that it's just been a journey of like pursuing what lights you up and what makes it fun for you, giving your gift, your your creativity to the world. So I would love for people to just have you be their expander by you just telling us like how often things are booked out. Tell us more of the success that you guys have had. Take a moment to just like brag on it because I think that's important for all of us to hear. It is definitely not my style most of the time. So it takes a bit. So we open up our calendars nine months out. And I always make an announcement because we have guests that reach out and they're like, hey, are you really booked up nine months from today? Past that. Like they're like, oh, we're getting married next year and we want to come here for our honeymoon. And we see the request and we're like, hey, follow us on Instagram. That's where, you know, if I go to do a special 24 hour full out 2022 year. But Our houses, especially our log cabin in our treehouse, I can't even stay there. I've actually never stayed at our treehouse because since we opened day one, it is booked every single day. Like we have to block it for maintenance days months in advance or I'm over there between turnover time with our cleaning staff just to clean a team. So many people want to stay at something that we built from the ground. You know, not even talking the business Airbnb side of things like physically we built a treehouse and that's a feeling that, you know, I'll never forget and be excited over. So if you want to stay with us, reach out, definitely check out our link and ask me any questions. Yeah. I've totally done that where I've been like, babe, look at this treehouse, Isn't it so cool? Let's stay there. So we started looking at dates and I'm like, oh, you literally can't find dates that are open. And then I was like, yay for them. Like That's awesome. <laughs> Just, yeah, it's awesome to feel like you are giving us all an opportunity of just seeing like what's possible that if you can follow your passion and your dream, and maybe it's something that somebody has shown you the path, like laid out the path before you, but maybe not, you know, it sounds like for you, you were like, I don't even know what an Airbnb is. And then next thing you know, like your whole life's journey is like headed down this path, down this direction, and you're doing it so beautifully and gracefully. So thanks for showing us all what is possible with passive income and with hosting a space and pursuing your dreams and your passions. We appreciate you taking the time to be here. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate you for even reaching out and wanting to know a little bit. Thank you.
If you enjoyed this podcast today, do us a favor and hit subscribe and then leave us a review. If you're looking for more, you can find us at almondleafstudios.com or on Instagram at almondleaf. Remember, you are enough. You are love, you are light, and you are worthy simply because you exist.